All right, lads, Mick Thomas here. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy, or Cheaper Than Therapy, as I say. I've been, yeah, that's one thing I did when I moved here. Like, I was forced to uh, pronounce my THs therapy. But back home, I go therapy, and people would know what I'm talking about. Therapy. The reason why I think I stopped doing that is because not, it's just that, not that I, I, I wanted to fit in more, but I was just so sick of people going, <laughs> Say, say it again. Say what again? Say, 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 say therapy again. And it's like, fuck off. I'm not here to entertain you in that sense. So it's cheaper than therapy. I do pronounce my THs a lot more. I don't think I have an accent, actually, an American accent. What I do have is a slower version of the Wexford accent. Um, which when I went back home few months back nobody seemed to notice and usually when people go away for this length of time they pick up they pick up new accents right where they go like my sister lives in wales now but she spent so much time in dublin that she picked up like a posh dublin accent like no that's fine i don't want to like i I just kept to myself i guess i did change the words around though right i gave in on on the spelling america spells a little bit words words a little bit different than we do so I uh, I did cave on that one because, again, I didn't want people like, yeah, look how he writes collar. There's a U in collar. He did it, everybody. So I didn't want to do that, and I got sick of it. And then things like the trunk of the car, right? That's, that's, uh, that's the boot in Ireland. Uh, the hood of the car is the bonnet. Take out the trash, we say rubbish. You know, I kind of caved on those things for the simple fact, like tings. There's another one, tings. I'll say that with my kids, I'll over-exaggerate just to, you know, annoy them. Like, my son likes to show Stranger Things, and he always corrects me, and I think that's kind of uh, funny because I know it annoys him. Like, I'm that dad, right? Like, here's what I realize about being a dad, too. When you got, like, my daughter is, uh, she's she's 12 now, and she's at that age, right, where I'm no longer her hero. I used to be her hero, um, or hero, I'm sure some people are correct. I used to be her hero, and uh, everything I said was hysterical. Everything we did together, she loved it. Now she just rolls her eyes, right? And then I don't want to be one of those parents, those old parents who tries to fit in with them, right? Tries to fit in with their kids, because you're not going, you're not supposed to fit in with your kids. You allow have common interests, but you're not going to, you're never going to fit in with them. So what I do is, and this is what I find works with my daughter, if I pretend if I pretend to fit in, you know what I mean? Like if I make fun of the fact that I don't fit in, right? I'll dab, I'll dab a lot. And she'll go, oh God, dad, right? She'll roll her eyes and I'll, I'll say, I'll go, hey, hey, honey, come here. Look, isn't that lit? Right, is that, and I always thought, is that what the kids are saying nowadays? Lit, is that turned up? And she gets like douche chills. And, but she laughs at that, right? So I'm being that character for her. So, uh, so yeah, um, I'm here coming to you live again, not live. Uh, I'm coming to you from another hotel uh, somewhere upstate New York this time. And I swear to God, I, I, like, I'm going downstairs and I just like, I, I, I don't think I'll ever change this. I don't think there's any, any, any amount of, of therapy, therapy that will ever fix this. But I just fucking hate people. I just hate them. Um, not like my like I like people who come up to me who are just you know normal just fucking normal people but I, I 
And you know, define normal, of course, what they get up to behind uh, closed doors or what they like to do. Maybe they like to drive the cars and, and, and pick their nose or whatever. Like we can't see them, right? Pick their nose and eat it is what I was going to say. So people, the, the normal is different, right? You go take, I, I can only take a shit in the bathtub. That's the only place I can go. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't go in the toilet. I just got to squat over and shit in the tub like Andre the Giant used to do, right? So normal is all, is, is, it's kind of, rel- right? It's all relative. Um, but uh, so I, I fucking go downstairs to, like, and I, I opened the elevator and there's a guy, I guess he checked in. And you, you know, etiquette, not just hotel etiquette, but, but, but any kind of fucking elevator etiquette is the door, beep, it opens, people have to get off. So the guy is just fucking standing there waiting to get onto the elevator. And he's got one of those big, big rolly cases. And it's just fucking like he doesn't move. He doesn't move. And I go, sorry, you want to get on? You're going to have to step aside. You're going to have to step aside. And he looked at me then like, like I was the asshole. Right. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? get back on and take this ride with you? Do you want me to go right back up again to the seventh floor? Just because that's what, because you fucking didn't have the, the common decency to take one sidestep to your right and roll your stupid case out of the way. Right? I mean, am I wrong? Like, am I wrong? I mean, why can't, like, I don't know. I wish, like, I wish I could just push, I wish you can push him over. Like, I just push him over and that's my one thing. And then, like, when you go to court, you explain to the judge and you go, Your Honor, like, what happened? Like, the bing, the door opened and he was in the way and the judge should go, what do you mean he was in the way? He was standing. He goes, yeah, he wouldn't get out of the way. And the judge should go, yeah, you should, you should totally let like, push him over. Like, yeah, absolutely. Why can't, yeah, you go home. I'm sorry you wasted your time. Fucking hate people, man. It's just like this, this is these assholes. And here's the problem with assholes, right? Here's what I realized. If an asshole will never know he's an asshole, therefore there's no cure for it. So we're always going to have assholes, arseholes. So if you walk up and tell him, hey, you're an asshole. Right, he's gonna. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know because he doesn't see it. He doesn't. He's not aware of that. In his eyes, I'm an arsehole for walking up and telling him he's an arsehole, and it's a fucking vicious circle. We'll never get rid. Like AIDS, right? We 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 pretty much cured that, right? We pretty much have that down to a science. We got AIDS figured out. God damn it! We can't just. I don't know. I just wanted to push him over, not in a violent like, in it just to see him fall and stumble into the flowers that were stacked up behind him, just to watch him trying to struggle. Oh God, yeah. Again, that's me. That's me. It's what I deal with. So this week I'm I'm in my hotel and and last night because we had a September 11th anniversary very very recently, and I watched a documentary. Uh, it plays every year, right? And I'm sure you've all seen it. A uh, hundred times over, and it's about that that day, and it's a story being told. It's the same story being told by this by the two people that involved, but they're being, they're telling the story from different angles, right? So one guy is like, "I'm up on this whatever floor, the the the, the hundred and tenth floor," and uh, I, I when everything happened, like a desk was on top of me, and I was trapped. So I'm banging against the wall for help. And you cut to the guy too. He's like, yeah, I'm running down the stairs. And all of a sudden, I hear this banging on the wall. Then it cuts the other guy like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this fist came right through the wall and just punched right through. And, 
and and I looked up and it was just guardian angel there and he put his hand out and said take my hand brother together we will we'll get out of this mess then I cut the other guy he's like yes so I just punched through the drywall I saw this guy trapped under a desk I put my hand under and I pulled him up and uh you know, he goes, then the other guy cuts the other guy. And he goes, yeah, and he put me on his shoulder and he carried me all the way down a hundred and something flight of stairs. And, and as we left, as we left the building, the building just came down and crashed around our ankles. And he cuts the other guy again. He goes, yeah, we barely got out in time, just both of us. And I cuts to the guy and he's like, I call him every day. Every morning I call him and I, I let him know, you're my brother, you're my angel, you're my savior. And every Saturday since it's happened, I send him a gift basket every Saturday and then it cuts back to the other guy and he's like yeah he calls me every single morning and, and, and every Saturday I get a gift basket can you imagine I get a call every single morning like we know this guy is a hero I'm not arguing that I'm not disputing that this guy is a hero right in that time of a crisis to, to stop and can you imagine being in that situation those poor souls went through and then, and then ha- what type of human it takes to stop and, and, and put yourself at risk to save another person I don't know if I could do it I don't know if I could do it, but that guy got it. He calls him every single day. But do, do, do you think there's a time that, like, it's now 18 years later, do you think there's a time he looks down at his phone and goes, oh, fuck me, not this guy again. <laughs> He's just fucking sick of talking to this guy every single morning, right? He hasn't seen his dog in 10 years because he's fucking surrounded by moldy muffin and fruit baskets that doesn't know where the dog is. He's just got baskets galore around his apartment. The guy's got to move, right? And then just not tell him. Because, hey, listen, my mother calls like once a month and I go, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, I don't want to hear this shit, right? I don't, I don't want to hear any of this shit at all. So I just wanted to, you know, does that guy get that call and look down his phone and go, fuck me, here we go. Like I'll give an example of that. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm what's wrong. I'm not going to mention this guy's name, but I grew up uh, with this celebrity's poster on my wall. I would hang it up. My friends would come over, right? Like, oh, wow, look at this. You got that poster? Yeah, man, I was in this magazine and I got it and I sent away for it and and it's hanging up on my wall. And you fast forward a lot of years later from when I was a kid to now I'm living in America as a comedian and I'm friends with this guy, legit friends with this guy, right? Friends. We call each other up just to shoot the shit, but like sometimes he'll call me. I'll just, I'll see it. I'll come across the screen in the car or whatever. His name will come up and I go, ah, no, not right now. And I'll just, I'll just fucking let it go the voicemail. But if you went back and told nine-year-old Mick Thomas that, hey, this guy's going to call and you're going to be going, eh, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this guy. I don't want to deal with this shit. I've had a long day. And the last thing I want to do is hear his bullshit. Oh, God. But people say that to me too, right? They, they, they talk about after, uh, you know, September 11th is when Bush, uh, Bush Jr. He was president at the time, as you remember. And he, uh, he put that, that thing in, uh, in place Right, where people can monitor, you can monitor your foreign phone calls. Right? If you, there was no, there was no, like, you know, those, uh, you watch the FBI movies and like, I can only listen for 30 seconds and then I gotta click out. So you could dial any country, you could dial Iceland, right? Greenland and just talk, you talk to Greenland and just talk to some Eskimo and just go, hey man, listen, what's, uh, you know, <laughs> what's the weather like there? And the US government can listen in on your call. And people always say to me, like, does that, does that bother you? Like, does that, 
does that bother you at all in, in any in any way whatsoever and like it doesn't in the slightest because i like when i hear people monitor my calls to Ireland, to my mother, like I picture, like <laughs> I picture like a pizza van parked outside my house and two guys cramped in this fucking little van. You know those things with this with the coils just spinning all the tape, and they got these big headphones on, and my mother's just fucking bitching about my dad. But yeah, he came home drunk again. Like, what did he do? He pissed in the wardrobe. He pissed in the wardrobe again. I swear to God, you'd be better off dead. Like, and I, if anything, I I feel bad for those poor. CIA or FBI agents that have to fucking sit there and just listen to this bullshit. But uh, yeah, so I had a, this this weird understanding of all this, like when I became a citizen. Right? And I became a citizen not so long ago. And uh, I don't know if any of you here are, are, are not citizens now, maybe you're permanent residents, right? Or citizens. I don't know if you know the difference between a citizen and a permanent resident, let me tell you. Permanent resident means you pay your taxes, you obey all the laws, and you're entitled to all the constitutional rights. But because you're not a citizen means you don't qualify for certain things, right? You don't qualify for things that you can't vote. Not allowed to vote, no problem, right? No vote, it doesn't count. But your constitutional right allows you that you could go out tomorrow and you could legally buy a gun, right? You could buy a gun tomorrow if you're a permanent resident, right? But because you're not a citizen, it means you can't become a notary, right? Yeah. You can't become a no. So you can walk into any gun store. You can be on the phone with fucking your spouse and go, you know what? I'm fucking sick of you. I'm sick of your mother. I'm going to show the both of you when I get home once and for all. Hang up the phone, turn around to the sales guy, go, excuse me, can I get a shotgun, please? Yeah, yeah, that's no, 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 that's no problem. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that won't be necessary. Two shells will be fine. And he'll give you the gun. But if you ask for a notary stamp, he'll go, fuck off. We'll give you a shotgun, sure, but we're not trusting you crazy foreigner with a stamp. What if you have a psychotic episode? Like, what fucking psychotic episode are you going to have with a notary stamp? Right? You're going to turn on Fox News with the worst massacre New York had ever seen. Kid run out of a high school with stamps on their forehead. Stamp, that is stamp, 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 stamp. He had the eyes of the devil. He didn't even use the right date. Fuck off. <laughs> so when I became a citizen, right, I was a permanent resident for, uh, I think, 10 years, maybe more. And my residence card was expiring. Now, the only reason I became a citizen, right, not it's nothing to do with patriotic. I didn't want to be a citizen. Because when you see the forms you got to fill in, I'm like, fuck that. If you've got ADD like I have, like, I'm not filling in all these forms. This is total crock of shit. So... I went in and uh, my permanent resident card was expired. Not my residency. Your residency never expires. It can be taken from you if you're a criminal, right? If you're a scumbag, if you drive over uh, the president's foot or something, they'll fucking kick you back, send you back to your country on a floating door. Um, but if my card expires, which it does, right? Then I And I travel a lot as a comedian. Sometimes I, every once in a blue moon, I'll jump on a cruise ship and I'll work on a cruise. Not very often, but I do them every now and then. I have to leave the country if I want to go to Canada to do comedy. I need that card. And if it expires, I can't do anything with it. So I was going to renew it, and it turned out it was like $750 to renew my card, but only $420 to become a citizen. I was like, fuck it. Let me, look, I'm just, let me save the $300 plus, and let me just do the citizenship. Let me sit down, fill in the forms. And I did, and I sent it in. And then they send you a pack. You got to study these questions, right? Isn't it amazing that like all you need to do to become a citizen is your check, your check can't bounce. 
and you have to answer general knowledge questions, right? That, and they're general knowledge questions too that, to be honest with you, all my American comedian friends, apart from one or two that I hang out with or two that I know really well um, who are history buffs and love history, like John Trusen, John Trusen from Governors over there, he, uh, he aces this stuff and he loves history and he's a fun guy to talk with that kind of stuff. But a majority of a lot of other guys I spoke to, like comics, like they didn't answer, right? Like, isn't it amazing now? So you're willing to let me become a citizen by answering questions that majority, and I will say the majority of people wouldn't get, right? Like it's, 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 and I, you know, the funny thing was, is like when you, when you ask these questions, it's like, uh, I had just went to see Hamilton and you would be surprised how many, how great Hamilton was at helping me pass my citizenship test. Um, but I go in and uh, my check cleared and then they call me in for an interview. Now the interview is they ask you questions, right? You get 10 questions out of 100 possible questions. Like you get a book to study from. You're allowed to get seven right, which means you can get three wrong. So I went in and uh, the guy, the woman is interviewing me. She's talking to me and she's, you know, very, very serious, right? No humor whatsoever. And she goes... Uh, She's asking me the questions and I answer, I asked the questions. I got, I got 10 out of 10 because uh, I studied and I find, I find American history very fascinating. I really do. So then she said, asked me questions, you know, she goes, oh, have you ever left the country in the last 10 years? I go, yes, I did. And she goes, where did you go? And I went, I don't know. And I guess alarm bells went off. So she stopped and just looked at me and she goes, what do you, what do you mean you don't know? And I go, well, I'm a comedian so once in a while, I'll get on a cruise ship and it will stop off at different ports and I, I don't pay attention. Saint this, right? Saint blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just fucking... I don't know, because I do like a lot of people do. Instead of just going looking at the beautiful islands, I just get off and try to find a fucking Hooters with Wi-Fi so I can, you know, check my email. <laughs> like most people... Do you ever see people on a cruise do it? They fucking just get off and they run... They run to like, every restaurant is advertised, free Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. So people get off and they're in paradise and they want to go straight to Wi-Fi to fucking check because the Wi-Fi on a ship is like, I don't know, like $400 for the week. I'm not exaggerating there for comedic purposes. It's like, it's, I think it's literally fucking $400 for the week. And that only entitles you to 100 minutes of Wi-Fi. It's a crock of shit, right? Just fucking leave it at home. Just leave it at home, right? I get it. I get it. You probably may have kids. You left 